Fresh morning air hit Scylla's face with a cold and humid, yet pleasant sensation. She walked out of the building, representing Medjin and the Arch Council, and took in the view. Ancient oaks stretched up towards the sky, and between them, fields with a mixture of wheat and herbs were growing. She was standing on the outskirts of a village. The buildings around her were mostly farmhouses and barns. A well-travelled road was nearby, and she could hear the hooves of horses coming closer. She walked out on the road and inspected it. It was clearly not a planned road, but more one worn by time and usage. Looking toward the village, she saw a cart pulled by two horses, driven by an older man, dressed in simple clothes and a straw hat. Scylla waited until the cart reached her, and then said, Good morning, my name is Scylla. Could you help me get as close to the Starlight Forest as possible? She gave the man her friendliest smile. The old man smiled back. Good morning, Scylla. It has been a while since I've seen a new mage here, apart from that Miramis fellow, and he keeps to himself most of the time. The old man pulled his hand through the messy white beard that reached his collarbone. Of course, I can take you quite close to the Starlight Forest. You mages have done much good for our village. He lifted off a sack on the seat next to him and put it among the hay behind him. Scylla walked over and jumped on the cart, sitting down next to the old man. What is your name, friend? She asked as the old man stretched back and pulled out an old wooden smoke pipe. Forgive my manners. I am Trulls. I am a simple farmer here in Oakenfields. But today I will be your guide to the Stirlight Forest, he said, smiling, and shook Scylla's hand. Trulls gave the horses a command, and the cart started moving at a slow pace. So, what business does a young mage such as yourself have in the Starlight Forest? I have a magic-related assignment, as you can imagine. Is there anything you could tell me about the forest? Scylla asked. She placed her journal in her lap, ready to add anything of value the old farmer knew. I will, of course, not pry into your assignment, but a word of warning. The forest knows your intention. He lit the pipe and blew out a long cloud of smoke. Scylla could sense he was choosing his words with care. And what happens when the forest knows? A few years back, my cart had broken down when I met a man named Parrick. He was a woodcarver from a faraway kingdom and a kind soul. He helped me when in need. He exhaled another cloud of smoke and continued. He was on his way to Oakenfield. We travelled back there together, and he told me he was fascinated in carven furniture. He had heard of the Starlight Forest, but never of any furniture carved from its wood. He paused. You know, Scylla, we in the village have always been told to stay away from the forest. I told him this, but he laughed it off. He stayed in the village for a few weeks and helped different people out and became very liked among the villagers. He was kind and sympathetic 
and often offered his skills for no cost. He pointed the pipe at the back of the cart. He convinced some of our local traders to set up a workshop for him, and asked me to accompany him to the forest with my cart to take the first tree back to the village to begin his wood-carving idea. Did you accompany him? Siller asked. Aye, I did. A part of me said it was a terrible idea, but he was very persuasive. He had plans of doing much good with the fortune he would gain from selling the Starlight Forest furniture back where he came from. He smiled as he reminisced. I thought it would be a quick business for him to cut down a tree. Trolls turned his head and looked straight at Scylla for a moment. I waited just outside the forest and watched him work in. He eyed a tree and gave me a wave before saying out loud to the forest that he would do it quickly and that this tree would do much good in the world. I watched Parrick grab his axe and then he froze. He did not move a muscle. I called after him to ask what happened, but there was no response. A grim expression spread over Trolls' face. Suddenly, in a heartbeat, he grew old. Before my eyes, he faded from young to old. Within a few breaths, he had turned into ashes, as if a millennium had passed. Trills' eyes closed and he shook his head. The old tales of the forest are very real, and there is a reason we stay out of it. It knows your intentions, Scylla. So make sure they are good for the forest before you enter. Scylla nodded slowly, looking at him in astonishment. That must have been horrifying to see. Thank you for warning me. They moved slowly for a few hours in silence. The cart stopped as the sun neared midday. Scylla looked up from her journal, where she had been making a sketch of an ancient oak and a man carrying an axe in front of it. We're here, Scylla. Walk over the edge there, and you'll see the beginning of the Starlight Forest. I will not go any closer. Trolls pointed in the right direction, and Scylla jumped down onto the soft ground. Thank you, Trolls. I really appreciate you taking me here. I'm sorry I got lost in my sketching and was not the most interesting travelling companion, Scylla said, giving Trolls a smile and a wave. Trolls laughed full-heartedly and said, Oh, I thought you were such a good listener. I have been telling a few of my best stories. I'll make sure to tell you them again next time. He waved and gave another command to the horses. They began to move back the way they had come. Scylla laughed at his comment. You're too understanding and kind. Safe travels and hopefully we will meet again, Trolls. She turned towards where Trolls had pointed. She walked along a simple road until she reached a crest. A new view was unveiled in front of her. To the northwest, she saw the grey range of the Dragon Mountains rising toward the sky. Further northeast, the greener Griffin Mountains were partly visible in a mist. In between them, Scylla knew, was the path to the Elven Kingdom. Encapsulated between all of this was the Starlight Forest. Slowly, she descended the crest. She gasped as she grabbed her journal to record what she was seeing.
the edge of the starlight forest. It was a vivid and powerful scene. She was standing in front of a wall that felt never-ending. It seemed to stretch to infinity, both left and right. She had never seen trees as tall and lively, as if they held a deeper meaning than a simple plant's life. The colours on the stems and the leaves were unlike anything she had seen on any tree back in Mejin or anywhere else she had been. Being a mage surrounded by magic, her eyes were prepared to take in so much colour and vividness, but it was as if something more was at play. She remembered reading the day before about colours that were unique to the Starlight Forest, and that everything here had more colour than in the rest of the world. She had dismissed this as unrealistic, but now it seemed true. A strange feeling that she was being observed came over her, yet she felt no fear or discomfort. Her heart was suddenly filled with awe. As she got closer to the tree line where the path continued, she sensed some kind of unseen barrier. She thought about Trolls's story and Parek's fate. Nervously, she adjusted her robe and said out loud, I have important business in the forest, so please let me enter. There was no response, so Scylla gathered her courage and took the first step into the Starlight Forest. She hesitated before going beyond the first row of trees that made up the thick woodland. This must be the smell of the forest, she pondered as she breathed in an aroma she had never smelled before. As she walked in slowly, she found herself bowing slightly, as if saluting to something or someone. She smiled as she noticed herself doing this almost unconsciously. The moment she got under the canopy, the atmosphere changed. Every sound became clearer. She looked up at the trees. It felt as though she had stepped into another world. The River and the Enchanted Bridge Farther in the forest, surrounded by ancient trees, the soft paved path brought her to a river. It was too wide to jump across, and the current appeared too strong to swim through. She looked around, puzzled. The path she travelled on led all the way up to the river and continued on the other side, but with no bridge or other way to cross. She grabbed a long stick and crouched down by the edge of the river. She pushed it into the depths of the waters. She could feel the strong current pushing the stick, but could not reach the bottom. She opened her hand. The current took the stick in its powerful grip, and it was gone in the blink of an eye. Swimming is out of the question, she muttered. She walked along the stream, looking for a way over, but there seemed to be none. She stopped, put her hands on her sides, and thought if she knew any spells that could help her. She would need either teleportation magic or flying spells, and she was capable of neither. Then a thought crossed her mind. There might be more than the eye can see here. 
the magic within her flared up. She held up her index and middle finger in front of her face to cast the spell of true sight, and a surge of energy passed through her eyes. When she opened them, she could see what had been hidden from normal sight. A new world emerged.